as entrepreneurs, we are all about making a difference. To really create that tremendous value and deliver it to our clients consistently and to attract those new clients, we've got to have systems. Now I know this is something that not all of us are excited about until we get the end results. And today I have a phenomenal guest who is the chief visionary for one of the most successful entrepreneur groups putting together those systems. And he's gonna share with us how it all comes together. This individual, Mike Payton, is one of the uh, really top lifelong learners. He is a speaker and author, and he's gonna walk us through some of the key processes that each and every one of us needs to do so we can accelerate our success even more. And that's what it's all about. I'm John Bowen. I am the co-founder and CEO of AES Nation, and we're here to accelerate your success. Stay tuned. Ordinary success? No way. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep, think bold, drive hard, watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Good to have you here. I've, I've spent so much time sitting at Game Changer, uh, Dan Sullivan's strategic coach, his uh, big program, Game Changer, sitting next to Gino uh, Wickman and, and Mark Winters, and we're always talking about tools and implementation and the success stories. That, they go, you got to talk to Peyton. So Peyton, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you, John. It's a great honor to be here. My pleasure. Well, and I, and I do want to just point out as we're getting started that, uh, you know, on the, the bottom third, everybody can see Mike, it's Mike Peyton, but we go with Peyton. So I don't want anybody to think that I'm uh, being a little too tough on you here uh, using the surname. All good. But, you know, one of the things, I mean, you know, being a visionary at one of the really largest entrepreneurial organizations where you're helping, you know, 60,000 entrepreneurs are using your tools, including us, using your tools to help them be more successful. I, I got to get the backstory first. You know, how did you get here and make, the, you know, did you make a mistake along the way? You know, how did it all come together, Peyton? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I grew up in a household full of educators and entrepreneurs. And uh, uh, immediately out of college, my first job was in a, a bigger organization. I was a banker and I quickly found that I was uh, right at home with my entrepreneurial clients and really didn't enjoy spending much time with other bankers. And so ultimately I left banking uh, to run or help run uh, four different entrepreneurial companies before discovering EOS. And two of those were great successes uh, two of them were train wrecks, and uh, of course, anybody who's ever spent a minute running an entrepreneurial organization knows you learn a lot more from the train wrecks than you do the successes. But at the fourth organization, which didn't work out so well uh, for me, uh, I was trying to figure out how to reach the founding owner of this organization, help take that organization to the next level, and a neighbor of mine introduced me to Gino Wickman and his recently published book, Traction. And I read Traction, and I just fell in love with its simplicity and its applicability to not just 
dysfunctional or, or challenged organizations. But what I could see immediately was it was a set of simple, practical tools, a holistic system for running an entrepreneurial company that would help even good organizations become great. And that just really attracted me. And uh, I flew off to Southeast Michigan to meet with Gino and, and was immediately hooked. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I I read the book before I uh, met Gino, and I had read the book, and I thought, geez, you know, it it really the systems that it lays out. And anyone, you know, as you're scaling up your business and you're growing, you're having success. It's one of the quickest ways to have, you know, what Peyton's talking about that train wreck. <laughs> you know, if you don't have the systems in place, it's amazing. And and while at the time. It doesn't feel like you're learning. You're learning, but it's an extremely expensive lesson. So, you know, what what I wanted to invite Peyton on is to help us from really having that train wreck and to really take advantage of the opportunity so we can serve our clients and our future clients really well. And I, I read the book, and it was, it, you know, I was blown away. And it was shortly thereafter. I just happened in one of Dan's uh, earlier programs, Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach. Happened to sit next to you know I didn't even remember looking at his picture on the uh, the page and you know we got talking I said geez you know a lot of us <laughs> we were doing some of the breakout together and he goes I go how did what's your business and uh, you know we, he shared the traction and it's just to, to me it's one of the most powerful books and then uh, I mentioned I, I sit next to Mark Winters and I want to point out too you know, Gino and Mark wrote a book called uh, Rocket Fuel on you know really the visionary uh, and I'm forgetting what they call the COO uh, integrator. Uh, yeah. And just, you know, it's a powerful book. But, you know, what I'd like to do, um, Peyton, is dive right in. You know, normally I kind of stretching to get ideas from fellow entrepreneurs, but you're used to really sharing ideas all the time. And you've got a couple posters behind and I, you know, when I uh, when we got on together, I said, you know, I've got two things I want to show, but you already have them behind. But I have them on computer screen; they're a little easier to read. So let me go right away. You know, one of the challenges everybody gets stuck with processes, and you know, this key process type thing is really a challenge. And you know, you have a um, what we call it the six key, uh, you know, drivers components. I was looking for the trademark here. Uh, components of any business and let me blow it up so it's really easy for uh, those of you who are on uh, viewing and if you're driving you know don't you know go to the video podcast right now uh, you can pull this up and we'll go over in the resource section where it is on ES, esoworldwide.com but you know what I'd love to have you do is kind of share with us you know what is you know I see this big wheel and you know the, this is what you know, this is driving that success. These are the key components. If somebody's going to build a great business or they already have the business. And, you know, one of the things I always look at, you know, do kind of a, as I was getting prepared for the uh, meeting, I was just reminding myself, you know, I've got three businesses. How am I doing in each of these areas type thing? But why don't you take it from there? Yeah. And I, and I want to give you a little background and your listeners a little background, because, you know, all of this stems from a discovery uh, Gino made while working in the trenches with entrepreneurial leadership teams, companies that are privately held between 10 and 250 people, their owners and leaders are growth oriented, open-minded, wanna make something good happen in the world, 
they want help. They know they can find a better future. They just want a little bit of help. And so what he discovered is when he would get these leadership teams in a room with them and ask them to itemize their problems, challenges, obstacles, roadblocks, everything he heard fell into one of six compartments or what we now call the six key components of any entrepreneurial company, any organization really. And what those six key components are, are the vision component. And so when we talk about the vision component, that's just getting everybody in the organization 100% on the same page with where you're going and how you plan to get there. The people component is about attracting great people to your organization and retaining those people so you can achieve a great vision. And the challenge there is that every company has a slightly different definition of what a great person is for their unique organization. And, and we have a set of simple tools and concepts to help you better define and articulate that. The third key component is the data component, which is just running the business on facts and figures, objective information that gives you an absolute pulse on the business rather than feelings, emotions, egos, subjective opinions, et cetera. Uh, the issues component is pretty simple. When your vision people and data components are strong, you know you've got issues and we got to get you really good at setting them up, knocking them down and making them go away forever. In too many entrepreneurial organizations, issues are put on the back burner and they linger for weeks, months, even years. Uh, and then the process component, as you said, is about creating consistency and scalability. So you find that the most important things in your business are being done the right and best way every single day, even when you're not there to coach, manage, mentor, redirect, or nudge people out of the way and, and do it yourself, which all of us with entrepreneurial backgrounds are very good at doing. And then the last component is the traction component, really the ability to bring the vision down to the ground and feel like you're executing on it every day at every level of your organization uh, with discipline and real accountability, top to bottom, side to side. And, and those are the six key components. And an EOS implementation journey is designed to strengthen the six key components of an entrepreneurial company. Yeah, you know, it's, it's Peyton, it's, it's kind of interesting as I look at it and, you know, where I, I go and I, I think about it for every business and every entrepreneur I've ever worked with and I've started a lot of businesses, bought a lot of businesses and so on. You know, I love the illustration of the wheel because if any of these things are out of balance, you know, the wheel doesn't work. And, you know, this is a real challenge that we all have. And I'd like to just touch on each of the areas, maybe kind of a high level if we could, you know, starting, you know, if we think of vision, I mean, <laughs> I look at vision and, and it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I'm in uh, a number of mastermind groups as, uh, you know, just hanging out with Gino, uh, but I've got, uh, I, I spend every year well over $100,000, usually in four or five mastermind groups. And, you know, I've found that, you know, hanging out with my fellow entrepreneurs are really good. One of the areas it's great on is, you know, helping get that big vision you know what's possible and you know how do you you know work with uh you know entrepreneurs you know how, how would you as we have our um you know as we're talking with our peer you know the entrepreneur here you know vision is you know it's always hard uh to have 
particularly when things are, you know, we got political, economic, social things and the external forces. And then we, you know, the market, you know, the, whatever specific market. And then we have just life intruding internally as well. How, how do you help on vision? What's, what, how can we make that powerful here? Well, you had a couple of great nuggets in the setup to that question that I'll start by repeating. The first thing is, you know, it's important to work on strengthening all six of the key components because if you're strong in five and weak in one, you're, you're really never gonna be able to achieve your potential. With regard to the vision component specifically, the problem in most entrepreneurial organizations isn't a lack of vision. Most entrepreneurs have plenty of vision. You add in a leadership team and they all have a slightly different view of where we ought to go, how we ought to plan to get there, what's most important today, this month, this quarter, this year. And so there's too much vision. And so what we try and do is we get the leadership team in the room, we roll up our sleeves and we ask a series of eight questions to find to clearly and simply articulate where we're going and what our plan is to achieve whatever vision we lay out. And we refuse to move forward to question number two until we get every member of the leadership team to agree to the answer to question number one. Because if the leadership team doesn't agree, you're never gonna get the 40 or 60 or 150 team members you have in your entrepreneurial organization on the same page because the parents of the organization on, aren't on the same page either. And so it's a very simple tool called the Vision Traction Organizer VTO, eight questions. And we answer those eight questions as clearly as simply as we can and we move on. Well, it's funny. I hadn't heard it said that there's too much vision, and I agree. I usually think of it as an entrepreneurial fog, uh, and you have to get through to get to the vision. But reality is, it's there's vision everywhere. So it's yeah, you know, right. it's, well, well, we're all of us. You know, if, as you're having more success, the more focused you can be. That you know, if you're going to take deliberate, uh, focus action. Uh, you know, it, it's just so powerful. I want to go. I'm gonna go clockwise uh, okay. on the wheel, and you know, and I look next, and it's data, and this is something, uh, Peyton. Uh, we're big believers, and we do a huge amount of research. We write three books a year. We do a lot of thought leadership in the financial services industry, and studying wealth, and particularly among entrepreneurs. And one of the things that I find is that you know, in today's world, technology is really easy to get data. Now, getting wisdom out of data is a whole different thing, or intelligence. But uh, I just see so many, uh, you know, just simple dashboards or information. You know, our fellow entrepreneurs aren't getting, you know, they, they aren't getting the data, let alone the KPIs and so on. But how do you help them think through that? And why is yeah, that important too? Another great setup, John, and we were talking before we started about, you know, relative age. And uh, when I started in business, the number one problem with the data component in most entrepreneurial companies was, people were flying blind. There wasn't any data and they were just kind of trusting their gut and making the best decision they could. Today, it's the opposite problem. Data is everywhere, but it's not helping anybody make stronger, better, faster decisions. And that's the reason to strengthen your data component. And so we just take a high level simplified approach by helping the leadership team identify a handful of numbers that will give it an absolute pulse on the business. Five to 15 numbers, preferably leading indicators or predictive indicators of the results you're going to get next month or next quarter. Not historical data, 
that tells you how you did last month or last quarter. And we asked the leadership team to look at those indicators on a weekly basis. We call them measurables. And if they hit their goal last week, we're good. And if they didn't hit their goal or they see disturbing patterns and trends over the last 13 weeks of history at a glance, we ask them to drop those issues down to their issues list, prioritize them and work to get those leading indicators back on track so that the trailing indicators never end up registering in the loss column, for lack of a better term. It's a very simple approach to proactively using data to make better, stronger, faster decisions. Uh, and I just want to encourage, if, if you aren't doing it now, it's so easy to do compared to what it was, but the discipline to know what are the key information is just critical and it, it helps amazingly. Let's go to you know the next and you know, here what I'm looking at and, uh, the, you know, this this whole process or for our Canadian, UK, Australian, <laughs> New Zealand uh, process, um, process and process, whichever one you use, what, what it is, you know, there, there are very few processes we have in business. You know, if, if we can make things simple and elegant and repeatable, this is where we create tremendous value. And, you know, particularly small, mid-size, you know, you don't need that much capital anymore with technology, particularly if you're in the knowledge business, but even the widget business. Um, but what you do need is you got to have great processes along the way. You know, how do you think of this, uh, Peyton? How, you know, how does that come together? Yeah, so again, great setup, John. I mean, we take a, a simplified approach to strengthening the process component because we're working with entrepreneurial companies, not big corporations that favor, uh, you know, thousand page SOP manuals with 100% of the steps and 100% of the processes exhaustively documented. And so we just ask our leadership teams to identify the handful of truly core processes, those things that make your organization different and uniquely valuable to your customers and employees. Things like a, an HR process, a marketing process, sales process, a handful of operating processes for how you deliver value to your customers, an accounting process, uh, for example, those kinds of things. And then we ask them to document and simplify each of those processes until the leadership team agrees, if we did the major steps in each of these processes, documenting the 20% of the steps to get us 80% of the way towards consistent, scalable repetition of excellence. Um, would we run a consistently excellent organization? And when the answer is yes, we simply train everybody in, institute a process for ensuring that those core processes are followed consistently. We call that followed by all and that's how we help our clients create consistency, scalability, and grow to any size they choose. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll tell you my experience, Peyton, what, what happens if you don't have this things break. And you know, what you were saying, I, you know, we don't have to be perfect in life, uh, and none of us are. We're, we're, we're working on it, you know, working on mastering, but we're not there. But that 80%, you know, if you can get 80%, you can ship, you can do whatever, and that's, I mean, and taking the time on this is just so powerful to make it work. But let, let's go on to the next, you know, the, the traction. And, you know, I look at traction and, you know, this was the title of the book and, 
you know, and I, I had Gino talking with me about all these rocks and then meetings. These are, so as a fellow entrepreneurs, these are some of our least favorite things. And, <laughs> but they're important, obviously, you know, it, yeah. it, nothing great happens by ourselves. So, you know, Peyton, how, how does this come together here? And, you know, how do you guys think of it? Yeah, and I'm going to keep it simple and entrepreneurial because I, I'm incapable of going any deeper than that. Uh, you know, traction is the art of bringing the vision down to the ground. So there's a reason vision is at the top of the model and traction's at the bottom. And it's just instilling discipline and accountability throughout the organization. So everybody is executing on your vision week in and week out and quarter in and quarter out. That's what gets you traction. And so the two tools we use to strengthen the traction component are what we call quarterly rocks. And a rock is just a business priority. In an EOS company, it's a business priority due in the next 90 days. And we always give credit to both Stephen Covey and Vern Harnish for creating and refining this term for its use in entrepreneurial companies. Uh, Stephen Covey with his glass cylinder analogy, Vern Harnish, uh, popularize the use of the term to describe a business uh, uh, priority. But all we're doing with rocks is we're creating a 90 day world for everybody in the organization, starting with the leadership team, so that sometimes for the first time in a company's history, when we set rocks with the leadership team, everybody in the room walks out crystal clear on what the company's three to seven priorities for the next 90 days are and what their own three to seven priorities are for the next 90 days. And if we just repeat that pulse every quarter, you're gonna have a team of people 100% aligned around the priorities of their organization and themselves every 90 days. It just creates accountability for execution on your priorities. Yeah, I so, mean, I, I love this, Peyton, because you know when I, I look at it, what I see you know, is, there, there's just an opportunity. I mean, one of the things that entrepreneurs sometimes, you know, we, we, we don't want to look at the rocks. <laughs> and the one thing I know, if you look away from the rocks, uh, you're going to trip over them time and time again. <laughs> you know, it's like, I like yeah. race, racing yeah. cars. Yeah. You've got to look ahead. If you're not looking ahead, far ahead, you're driving off the road type thing. And well, and that, and that's a great segue into the meeting part of the traction component is that you know, most entrepreneurs hate meetings, not because meetings stink, but because the meetings in their organization stink. You cannot stay on the same page and drive accountability for your priorities and hitting your numbers and keeping your customers happy unless the people running the organization are getting together in a healthy, efficient, productive way regularly. And so when we strengthen the traction component with our clients, we're helping them schedule and run high value, really intense, really important meetings on a weekly basis to help keep them on track and drive accountability for solving issues and, and hitting targets. And uh, that's the power of the meeting pulse in strengthening the traction component. Well, it is so powerful tying this all together. And let's, let's continue around the wheel uh, and you know, issues, uh, and this is one, uh, I gotta tell you until a couple of years ago, I wasn't very good at, you know, this issue list, cause 
you know, the, the problem with it, Peyton, is that, you know, when you start writing it down, it gets pretty big. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're going to pull the covers off the next morning. You go, nah, I don't know. But, it, you know, what's amazing is, you know, and this is where we're really building great teams and, you know, what your whole systems are all about is working. You know, we're going to come to the people. But if you're not letting them know what the rocks are and what the issues are and there's no accountability and they're, you know, all of a sudden it, it's kind of like we can go a little crazy on this. But, um, yeah, how, how do you how do you see the most successful entrepreneurs really making this work? Well, you know, number one is you've got to acknowledge that every business, even rapidly growing, highly profitable businesses have issues. You can't run a great organization without issues. And so you know, setting aside that desire to pretend you're running a perfect organization and sweep all the problems, challenges, obstacles, as well as unrealized ideas and opportunities. A lot of people don't understand issues aren't negative things. If you wanna go make an acquisition or expand your business offering or create a strategic partnership, that's every bit as much of an issue as solving a problem in your company. And so what we've got to do when we strengthen the issues component is we've got to acknowledge that we're always going to have issues and we have to create the kind of culture where we as leaders and the people in the organization all the way down to the front lines feel really comfortable raising their hand and saying we've got an issue and getting it on a list somewhere where it can be appropriately prioritized and solved. And then the second discipline is something we call the issue solving track, uh, IDS for short, which is just a way of getting to the real root of what's causing the issue and solving it for the long-term greater good with an action plan we can all support rather than discussing it endless, endlessly and never really identifying the root cause and never agreeing with our fellow team members what's gonna make that issue go away forever. And so when you get really good at that, John, you're less afraid to tackle an issue because your confidence in your ability to resolve it permanently increases. And it's amazing how quickly the list of perceived issues shrinks in an entrepreneurial company mastering this discipline. Well, and it's, I just came from a meeting, uh, Peyton, and I have a virtual company. So you know, we're virtual, we're doing it. And we were having a real challenge on one thing. It was, uh, uh, I won't go into the details, but it, it was one where it was stopping a project that had a potential net income between 200 and 500,000, which is fairly significant for our businesses. So what happened, uh, it's been an issue. There was a lot of fact finding. And one individual said, you know, why don't we just change to do this? And because it had been front of mind and she shared, she just thought of it 10 minutes in preparation of the meeting because she knew we had run into another big rock. <laughs> and, you know, and, and it's just, you know, where you, you know, and it, this kind of leads us around the circle because this is so important. You got to do all of these things. This is a balance, but you got to have the right people, right seat. And, you know, and, and how do you help entrepreneurs do that? Yeah. So the, the first thing we do with the people component, I mean, every entrepreneur in the world has spent most of his or her time trying to figure this mess out, right? And you could Google help with the people component and probably come up with 15,000 great pieces of content to support that. And, I, and what we try and do is just break through all that, you know, 
stuff and boil it down to its bare essentials. So right people, right seats comes from Jim Collins work. And, you know, we define right people as folks who share our core values, people who are a great culture fit for our organization. And someone who's in the right seat is just really good at his or her job every day without the requirement of a lot of management, coaching, or redirection. They're independently excellent, okay? And if you have 100 people in your organization and every one of them fits your culture like a glove and is really good at his or her job, the world is your oyster. It's amazing what you can accomplish. And that has happened precisely zero times in the history of entrepreneurial businesses. And so this is just a framework for constantly assessing do we have the right structure? Do we have the right people? Do we have the right seats? Because you're gonna be figuring that out every quarter for the rest of your life if you own or run an entrepreneurial company and you need a framework for clarifying and simplifying that process. And I believe that's what Gino did and what we as EOS implementers help our clients do when we implement EOS. Well, and uh, Peyton, I wanna go one more step. We gotta do it in about two minutes is you have uh, a process uh, behind you and I'm gonna blow it up on the screen here. And I think this is another one. I think this is another key one of the organization and it's just so powerful because, you know, as we get the, you know, take care of the key components of the business, we have to have a process to make sure we stay on track because uh, yeah, stuff happens. We'll just be, keep it clean, stuff happens. <laughs> So why don't you, if you would, uh, take us through just at a high level, you know, this process. Yeah, and this, this, is the, this is what I would describe as the EOS process. It is the process by which a company wanting to implement EOS can get the most amount of impact made in the least amount of time. And so as a certified EOS implementer, when I engage with the leadership team of an entrepreneurial company, I start with a 90 minute meeting in my session room where we roll up our sleeves, learn a little bit about one another, and then I present to them a clear picture of what a company running on EOS looks and feels like, just to make sure they're clear on the journey ahead and wanna move forward. And about half the time they do. And when they move forward, the rest of these visual images, these little rectangles are simply full day sessions with an EOS implementer in a session room, rolling up our sleeves and getting to work on the business rather than in the business. And on average, we spend about 10 days over two years working with a typical client. And after those two years, they're crystal clear on their vision. They've strengthened the six key components of their business to 80% stronger, better. They're running the business on EOS. They've migrated the tools they've learned down into their organization and they graduate from working with me and continue running the system on their own. And that's the process we follow. No, it's a great, and what I like about it, you know, is bring it up again here, the, you know, it's really a very thoughtful way of starting, you know, getting clarity, you know, big picture, then a focus day so that we're really getting understanding, getting all the big issues, and then we're working on them. And then, you know, this is, we can't leave anything that, you know, 
success leaves subtle clues. I used to think when I was an entrepreneur, you know, as an entrepreneur and uh, a number of my early businesses. And what I've learned is it's not subtle at all. They're blindingly obvious, but, you know, and we don't choose to use those. So, you know, you want to be successful on purpose, whatever your process is. Now, you're going to make available to the group a, a number of resources. So let's go there. Yeah, so, so this is very simple. I'm going to urge everybody watching or listening to just go to EOSWorldwide.com. And on our website, you're literally going to find everything you need to learn enough about EOS to decide whether it can help you and begin your yeah, and let, let me just jump in just for a second Peyton too for yeah. those of you on the audio side you know all the show links will be at aesnation.com so you can go and you can hit on all these but let's take a quick look at the website here and I've got it up on screen yeah. so, for those so on the video a couple of a couple of key resources available on the website there are five books in what we call the traction library including the two that you mentioned that are really written for slightly different audiences within entrepreneurial leadership teams. And so you can learn more about those books, even buy them in a deal we have with our publisher online through the site. Um, you can find a professional EOS implementer on our implementer directory to help you find the right guide for your journey if you wanna move forward uh, to learn more. Um, there's a tool on the website called the Organizational Checkup, which is easy to find right from the home page if you scroll down a little bit. And it's an assessment tool of how strong or not strong your organization might be in the six key components. And so uh, look for the Organizational Checkup on the website as well. Uh, and, and just all of the tools and videos that we make available to the public on the site are designed to help you get, get what you want from your business and help you implement the tools that'll make your business better and your life better. Well, let, let me go to the final segment here, which is uh, the key takeaways. And it's not going to surprise anyone, but I have six key takeaways. I don't know what it is. Uh, let me put these up here. I mean, you know, the, this is one of the reasons why I wanted Peyton, you know, and, and really uh, appreciate it with this busy schedule joining us is, is to go ahead and share what, you know, 60,000 entrepreneurs are using these tools. Um, hundreds of thousands are reading the book and implementing, you know, parts of this. And one, one of the things, you know, we want to make sure, you know, whether you're working with EOS or you're doing it on your own, you know, leverage the these resources, the amount of research that's gone in fellow entrepreneurs. But, you know, take a look and really think about in each of these wheels, your vision. Do you have clarity? Does the rest of your team have clarity? Do you have, you know, key drivers on the data side that you're keeping score? And then, you know, when something's not right, you're making those adjustments. Are you clear on the process and you're doing constant improvement on the, the key processes in the business? And then, you know, the traction being really, you know, everybody in the business knows what the key rocks are, the big rocks and running meetings well. And you've got the issue list and it's, you know, and I can tell you it can get pretty big along the way, but knocking it down feels so good. And, and clearly having the right people and the, and the right seats in the bus is just so important. Well. I want to say thank you again, Peyton. This has been phenomenal. Uh, a great, great uh, meeting, a lot of insights. And 
you know, everyone will have the show notes on how you can reach out to uh, EOS uh, worldwide. And in the meantime, I just want to encourage you to go, you know, your clients, your future clients, and all your future partners, they're counting on you. Make this stuff all real. Go out and accelerate your entrepreneurial success even more. We wish you the best of success. Thanks, John. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.